Now in its third year, it's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels talking about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Sit back and enjoy, everybody. Hello, everybody. Craig Wessels here from A Yank on the Footy, and welcome to episode 199. Coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio. And in this episode, I'm going to uh, kind of detour away from footy a little bit and uh, get into a game that I know that many of you who listen to the podcast are also a, uh, a fan of, that being the NFL, because the NFL season is starting up here in just a couple of days. So I wanted to run through my preview quickly of the 2022 NFL season and give you my tips in terms of who I think is going to end up winning it all. Now, I, full disclosure as we start out here, I should let you know that I've been a Cleveland Browns fan for well over a half century, so uh, we've had a bit of turmoil this year with the Browns, so we'll, uh, we'll get into that a little bit as we dive on in here a little bit further. Now, don't forget that if you have a local footy club that you'd like to have get a shout-out during an upcoming episode, drop me a note uh, via email at yankonthefooty at gmail.com or send me a message on any of my socials. You can find links to all my socials over on my website at yankonthefooty.com. I do love highlighting the clubs throughout the season. Uh, also, I hope you'll check out uh, at least the second half of episode 186, the little uh, birthday project that uh, I'm working on for my mom, who has a birthday coming up here fairly soon. Uh, I did receive the first birthday card coming in from Australia. I do appreciate that so very, very much. That I, I cannot wait to see uh, what uh, folks have, have shared in these cards in terms of their thoughts of, of things that bring them joy. Uh, so hopefully you'll check that out. Maybe you'll want to you'll want to participate in that. That'd be fantastic. Now today's club of the episode is sponsored by MickAussie.tv, and MickAussie.tv is run by Kim Harrison, or as we call him here in North America, Mick Aussie. Mick spent the last two decades running his sports comedy channel, talking about the NFL, the AFL, the Canadian Football League, as well as the NBA and the NHL. Uh, he appears regularly with Gabe Morenci over on Sports Grid TV, usually on Friday nights here in uh, North America. He was a very solid footy player in his own right in South Australia and later on in the Northern Territory. Now, this week's club of the episode are the Marupna Cats, and they are located in Victoria, just immediately south of Shepparton. And the Cats play in the Goulburn Valley Football League. They were founded way back in 1877, so they're one of the older clubs uh, that's playing across the country. And uh, they play at the Marupna Recreation Reserve. And some of the, the the people that have played recently with that club who've gone on to the AFL include uh, Latham Vandermeer, Jai Simpkin, and uh, Clayton Oliver. And uh, this, this past season, um, their 18 and under side, or their under 18 side, finished in third place on the ladder. Uh, wish them the best of luck going forward. It, from what I was able to gather, I think they still had three teams that were playing in the finals. I could be wrong on that, but uh, I believe that's what was going on there. So let's go ahead and jump into my preview for the 2022 uh, NFL season. And we're just going to run through each of the divisions. I'm going to give you what I believe are going to be the, uh, the win and loss records for each of these teams. And then we'll go through who I think are going to be playing in the playoffs or the finals, if you will. So we're going to start with the NFC, first of all. And, and quite frankly, I believe the AFC is a much, much stronger division than the NFC. There are some great clubs, teams in the uh, NFC, you know, Green Bay, the Los Angeles Rams, San Francisco. Uh, but once you get past that, there's a little bit of a, uh, 
a cliff that uh, that the level of uh, how solid these clubs are tends to fall off a little bit. The AFC, specifically the AFC West and the AFC North, are are I think head and shoulders the two best divisions in all of the NFL. So let's go ahead and start with the NFC, and we're going to start out in the NFC East. And I have finishing in fourth place with a record of four wins and 13 losses, the New York Giants. I have the Washington Commanders, no longer the Redskins, the Washington Commanders finishing at six wins and 11 losses in third place. And then the Dallas Cowboys finishing in second place at a record of 10-7, and seven, and the Philadelphia Eagles finishing off the season at 11-6. and six. Then we move on to the NFC North, which uh, two of these teams still play outdoors. Uh, but it sounds like Chicago is going to possibly be getting a new domed stadium in the next few years, which is going to negate the weather for a lot of these clubs because Minnesota and Detroit already play indoors. Green Bay, of course, plays outside in some rather interesting temperatures once uh, November and December tend to roll around. But I've got Chicago finishing in fourth place in the NFC North with a record of 5-12. and 12. I have Detroit actually finishing ahead of them, and Detroit has been at the bottom of the NFC North for many, many years. Uh, they have struggled to get themselves into gear at all to make any kind of progression, and I think they actually have a, a solid head coach uh, there right now, and I th they have a, a journeyman quarterback who I believe can help win them some games, but I think they're a quality quarterback away from making a significant leap in this division. So I've got them also finishing in 5-12, and 12, but finishing in third place. Then the Minnesota Vikings finishing at 9-8, and eight, so a little bit over the 500 record. And then I have the Green Bay Packers winning this division, finishing up at 12-5. and five. And then we move on to the NFC South. Um, you could argue this is one of the weaker divisions in the NFL. Uh, I've got the Atlanta Falcons finishing at 3 wins and 14 losses. And then the Carolina Panthers with their new quarterback, the former Browns quarterback, Baker Mayfield. I have them finishing 5-12. and 12. This is a rebuilding side. I think they're going to still have some work to do before they're uh, ready to, to push back towards playoff contention. And then I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers led by the seemingly ageless Tom Brady. I have them finishing in second place at 10 wins and 7 losses. And the New Orleans Saints winning this division, also finishing at 10 wins and 7 losses. So both of them will have 10 wins, I predict, and uh, I think that they'll have a slightly better division record, so the Saints will end up winning that one. And then we move out to the NFC West, and Seattle, for many, many years, had been a powerhouse in this division. Well, they're, they're kind of falling a little bit on hard times. They traded away Russell Wilson uh, this offseason and have, quite frankly, a what they refer to as a journeyman quarterback uh, starting for them in Geno Smith at this point in time. And Drew Locke, who used to be with Denver, is his backup. We'll see if they make any kind of move there. I don't think they're going to be terribly good this year. They are in rebuild mode. I think they're going to end up being three wins and 14 losses. It's going to be a tough year for the Seahawks this year. And then, then the rest of the division is, is very solid. I have the Arizona Cardinals, which I don't actually believe there are Cardinals, that type of bird, actually in Arizona. This was a team that had uh, originated in Chicago and then moved to St. Louis and left for Arizona, I believe, in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. They moved to Arizona. So I've got Arizona finishing at 10 wins and 7 losses. 
And then the San Francisco 49ers I have coming in at 11 wins and 6 losses. And the Los Angeles Rams, the defending Super Bowl champs, at 13 wins and 4 losses. So that's the NFC. That's how I'm, I'm looking at that. And we'll go through the playoff uh, structure here after I go through the AFC, and I'll tell you who I think the wild cards are going to be, that type of thing. So let's then head over to the AFC, which I think is the much stronger division, which uh, won't be evident by the first team that I mentioned, that being the New York Jets. And the Jets uh, are in many ways like the, New, the uh, Detroit Lions. They have struggled to put together a, a solid foundation for many, many years, this is a team that has, has brought in some good talent, but it just has not materialized. Now, I think they've got a very good uh, head coach, but I don't think that's ready to translate into getting a lot of wins because I think they're going to end up finishing three wins and 14 losses this year. And then above them, in third place, I have the New England Patriots. And I have them at seven wins and 10 losses, but I very easily could be wrong about that because, again, this is a team that is coached by the legendary Bill Belichick who – always seems to find a way to squeak out one or two more wins than we maybe expect from him. You know, he's won several Super Bowls when Tom Brady was there. And were those Super Bowl wins more based upon Brady or were they more based upon Belichick or was it split evenly? But I've got them finishing 7 and 10. Then in second place, I have the Miami Dolphins finishing at 10 wins and 7 losses. And I have then in first place the Buffalo Bills, which, you know, uh, at Buffalo, I have them uh, finishing with a record of 15 wins and two losses. And this is a very good team. I fully expect them to to contend for a Super Bowl championship, and uh, you know have a young, dynamic quarterback who can uh, just absolutely throw the football anywhere he wants on the field, and can run with you know the reckless abandon uh, of of a of a running back. He's just just a solidly built young man. So that's what I think is going to happen in the AFC East. So Buffalo, Miami, New England, and the New York Jets, first to fourth there. Then we head over to the AFC North. And I would argue that the AFC North and the AFC West are kind of running neck and neck with one another for the two best divisions in the entire NFL. I think you can make an argument that these two are the top two divisions. And in fourth place, I have finishing the Pittsburgh Steelers, at nine wins and eight losses. Uh, they're replacing Ben Roethlisberger, who's you know, retiring from his Hall of Fame career, uh, who won a couple of Super Bowls, who is uh, you know, a legendary quarterback and um, just was a, a phenomenal player. Now, I'm not a Steelers fan at all, but uh, he was a phenomenal player for many, many years, was the face of that franchise, quite frankly. And um, they've replaced him with uh, Mitchell Trubisky, who was a top draft pick of the Chicago Bears a few years ago who uh, struggled in Chicago, was let go by them, was a, a backup quarterback, I believe, in Buffalo last year behind Josh Allen, and has now got the opportunity to be the starter in Pittsburgh. And then we move on to the Cleveland Browns in third place. I also have them finishing at 9-8, and eight, and I have to be honest with you, this is, I'm having a, a hard time being a Cleveland Browns fan right now. So for those of you who do not follow the game uh, all that closely here. If, if you do follow closely, you're probably going to have a bit of an idea of what's going on with the quarterback situation in Cleveland. Uh, we had the number one pick in the draft uh, back in 2018, and we drafted a young man by the name of uh, Baker Mayfield, who had just won the Heisman Trophy out of Oklahoma. Was a you know Came in, led the, the team to the playoffs for the first time 
since they had been reconstituted back in 1999 because the team was taken away from Cleveland, moved to Baltimore, became the Ravens, did not have a team in Cleveland for three seasons. They came back in 1999, hadn't made the playoffs since then, or had made it once, I should say, um, since then. Um, but they decided to trade away multiple draft picks and guarantee a the largest contract in NFL history to Deshaun Watson, who had been the quarterback with the Houston Texans. Well, to say that Watson uh, brought some baggage with him is an understatement. I don't think a a 787 making a a, a cross Pacific or a trans Pacific flight carries as much baggage as this young man has with him. He's been accused of dozens and dozens and dozens of incidents of um, sexual misconduct uh, with regards to um, interactions with uh, people giving him massages. And I I, I don't want to get too far into this because you can probably figure out in your own imagination what went on here. But over the span of like 18 months, this young man had over five dozen different women, like five and a half dozen different women, uh, giving him massages, you know, as an NFL player. And, and the Houston team uh, buying into this and, and kind of supporting this. And then allegations were made about him making advances towards them while this was going on and, and just things that are just reprehensible, quite frankly. Well, Cleveland has signed him, and then once they signed him, you know, they had this other quarterback, Baker Mayfield, who was just kind of sitting around, you know, feeling a little disrespected, and I can completely understand that. Now, was Baker Mayfield going to lead the Browns to a Super Bowl? I don't know. The Browns' defense was pretty solid. Their running game was arguably the best in the NFL. Their offensive line was one of the top ones. They lost their starting center uh, two plays into the uh, preseason this year. So they're having to scramble at that position as well. But um, it's just been a mixed emotion time as, as a Browns fan, you know, about the person who's going to be leading this club. Because, you know, he was initially, he was suspended by a, uh, a, a judge who looked at all of the evidence in this case. And there have been civil suits that have been filed against him, you know, civil lawsuits. And most of them have been settled. You know, he's, he's probably had to pay out millions upon millions of dollars to settle these lawsuits. Uh, one of them, I believe, has not been um, settled as of yet. And so this retired judge you know, looked at all of the evidence and suspended him for six games. Well, the league wanted a much longer suspension than that. And uh, they wanted it to be at least a season. And the, uh, the league allowed somebody to go back and review uh, the the evidence again, and they ultimately settled on an 11-game suspension. So Deshaun Watson is no longer with the team uh, and won't be rejoining them, I believe, until towards the end of October when he can come back in practice again. But then he will not be able to play until week 13 of the season. So he'll be able to play in the last six games of the season this year. Uh, and by then, for the Browns, it may be too late because they've got a they've got uh, a guy who's been in the league for a number of years now, um, Jacoby Brissett, playing quarterback. I mean, they still have they still have one of the best defensive players in Miles Garrett, arguably the best running back in Nick Chubb. Um, so I think they're going to be competitive, but they paid an awful lot of money 
for somebody who, quite frankly, I think is an awful person. And, and I, I'm having a really difficult time being a Browns fan right now. And, I, and I, I've never been apathetic about the team, even when they were losing 30 games in a row. I've still loved the team. I, I don't know how much I actually love them anymore because they brought in this guy. And, I, and quite frankly, I, I don't know whether you know would describe him other than he's a scumbag. And I, and I, I, hope, I hope that when he comes back and plays, one, he's a, he's a model citizen, uh, which I guess you can, you can you know, recover from things and re, maybe redeem yourself. But uh, I hope they find another player to be the, the face of the franchise. I just hope he comes in and does his job and just, yeah, goes home. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's embarrassing to be a Browns fan. Um, but I have them finishing nine and eight. I kind of get a little off the track there. So I have Pittsburgh finishing nine and eight, Cleveland finishing nine and eight. I have the Baltimore Ravens, the team I absolutely loathe, uh, finishing at 11 and six. And then the Cincinnati Bengals finishing in first place at the top of the AFC North at 12 wins and five losses. And then we move over to the AFC South. And I have the Houston Texans who now have, uh, they've got you know, three first-round draft picks from the Browns coming up here. Uh, well, they had one this year and then two more coming up in the subsequent drafts as well to help rebuild that club. They're scuffling a little bit. They're definitely in rebuild mode. I've got them winning two games, finishing two wins and 15 losses. So I have them actually with the worst record in the league this year. And then Jacksonville, uh, who had their head coach for most of the first season, who used to be the head coach at Ohio State, Urban Meyer, he was let go. Um, they brought in Doug Peterson, who won a Super Bowl with Philadelphia. I think they're going to improve, but I still think this is a pretty tough division as well. I have them finishing four wins and 13 losses. And then I have the Tennessee Titans, who won the division last year, finishing in second place at 10-7. and seven. And rounding out the AFC South, I have the Indianapolis Colts finishing at the top at 11 wins and six losses. They've got one of the best running backs in the game. Of course, Tennessee does as well with uh, – young Mr. Henry, um, but Indianapolis has Jonathan Taylor as well out of the University of Wisconsin. Tremendous back there. And then we head to the AFC West, who I think, you know, like I said, neck and neck, they're probably the uh, top division in the uh, NFL uh, along with the AFC North. I have the Las Vegas Raiders. It's still mind-boggling to, to say that after them having been the Oakland Raiders for so many years and even the Los Angeles Raiders for quite a few years as well. I have the, the Las Vegas Raiders finishing in fourth place with a record of nine and eight. And then I have the Denver Broncos with their new quarterback, Russell Wilson, finishing in third place at 10 and seven. And then the Pat Mahomes led Kansas City Chiefs finishing in second place at 11 and six, which would win several other divisions around the league. And then in first place, I have the Los Angeles Chargers finishing at the top with a record of 12 wins and five losses with Justin Herbert uh, leading them, possibly being an MVP candidate this year as well. So those are my division breakdowns. Again, the division winners I have, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, Los Angeles Chargers, and then Philadelphia, Green Bay, New Orleans, and the Los Angeles Rams. So in the playoffs then, and the, pl the way the playoffs work here, you have seven teams from each conference making the playoffs. And the team that finishes at the top gets a bye week in the first round. So in the NFC, the Los Angeles Rams are going to finish with the best record. So they have the bye week. They get a week off to rest. So that means that uh, the other division winners and then three 
wildcard teams will be playing. And the three clubs that I have winning uh, wildcard positions in the NFC are San Francisco finishing at 11-6, and six, Tampa Bay finishing at 10-7, and seven, and Dallas finishing at 10-7. and seven. So in that first round then, Green Bay will be playing Dallas, and I'm tipping Green Bay to win that one. Philadelphia would play Tampa, and I'm picking Philadelphia to win that one. And then the New Orleans Saints playing the San Francisco 49ers. And I have the Saints winning that one, which means then that the Rams would face off against the Saints as the lowest seed that was remaining, and then the Packers would host Philadelphia. So I have the Rams beating the Saints and the Packers beating Philadelphia. And then in the NFC Championship, the Rams would be hosting the Packers. And I have the Packers actually winning that game. So I have the Packers representing the NFC in the Super Bowl this year in Phoenix, Arizona. So let's look at the AFC then. So Buffalo, as I'd mentioned, I have them finishing 15-2 and two with the best record in the, in the game. Okay, so they would have a bye week. And then number two is Cincinnati. Number three is the L.A. Chargers. Number four is Indianapolis. Number five, Kansas City. Number six, Baltimore. And number seven, Tennessee. So two and seven, Cincinnati and Tennessee would be facing off against one another. And I have Cincinnati winning that game. Three and six, the Chargers and the Ravens facing one another. I have the Chargers winning that one. And then Indianapolis facing off against Kansas City in Indianapolis. I have the Chiefs of Kansas City winning that one. All right, and then we would have then Buffalo facing, against, facing off against the Kansas City Chiefs uh, in Buffalo in January. If you don't know, it's a little chilly. I mean, I, I see people wearing the, uh, the big poofy coats when it's, uh, you know, 11 or 12 degrees Celsius, you know, with the MCG. Um, this is going to be Buffalo in, in January. It's going to be probably about minus... 8 Celsius, uh, absolutely freezing, absolutely freezing down. I mean, probably even colder than that, quite frankly. So Buffalo against Kansas City, I have Buffalo winning that game. And then Cincinnati hosting the Los Angeles Chargers, I have Cincinnati winning that one. And then Buffalo playing Cincinnati in the AFC Championship game. And I have the Buffalo Bills beating Cincinnati to go to the Super Bowl to face the Green Bay Packers. Now, as a, an NFL purist, well, as much as I can be, I would love to see that game be played in the elements because Cincinnati, I'm sorry, Buffalo and Green Bay are two of the most weather-impacted cities in the NFL. Both of them have outdoor stadiums. It would be just such a delight to see a Super Bowl. And we actually did that a few years ago. I think they played one in New York in uh, early February, and the weather was, was, it held, it was actually pretty decent. But it would be cold in one of those two places. But they're going to be in Phoenix, Arizona, where it's going to be 85 degrees Fahrenheit there. Uh, but I go ahead and I am going to go ahead and tip the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl this year. So I have Buffalo winning the entire thing over the Green Bay Packers. So there's my predictions for the NFL season for this year. I, I would love to, to say that my Browns are going to be able to make the playoffs, but I just think there is so much turmoil there and the fact that uh, – Deshaun Watson is going to be out for as long as he is because he's, he's, he's a terrific quarterback. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I think he's a great addition as a player, but as a human being, I think the club has taken a significant step backwards. 
like I said, I'm a little embarrassed to be a Cleveland Browns fan knowing that this guy is wearing the brown and orange. I'm, and I, I'm just, I'm flabbergasted that we, I, one, I was, I was initially a little surprised that they got him because initially he'd said, no, I don't want to go there. I want to go to Atlanta. I want to go to the Carolina Panthers. Um, I think the New Orleans Saints were possibly in contention as well. He wanted to stay in the southern part of the country where it's a little bit warmer because uh, he went to college in South Carolina at Clemson. And uh, the Browns, you know, basically said, well, we'll, get, we'll guarantee your entire contract. Because the way the contracts work in the NFL is sometimes they'll, they'll have, you know, sign huge contracts, but only a certain portion of the money is guaranteed, meaning that they could go ahead and cut that player further on down the line if they needed to. And they wouldn't get all of the money. Well, they guaranteed every penny of this, I believe, $235 million contract for, for five years. Yeah, $235 million for one guy. Yep, and they're going to pay him every penny, regardless of how big of a, a dirtbag he turns out to be. And, you know, and I, you know, this is, you know, this is just my, my take on this. I just, I, you know, the Browns fan in me wants to see him out there playing because, yes, I want to, you know, I want to see my, my club win a Super Bowl. I want to see my club get to the Super Bowl, you know, before my demise. It's been a long time, you know, been, you know, they, they won a championship when I was about a year old and it hasn't happened since then. Uh, 1964, actually the last time the D's had won before last year. But is this the cost we have to pay to have it done? So I, I'm, I'm a little, I have mixed feelings about the Browns. I mean, I, I've given up on baseball. I haven't, I haven't watched baseball in over two years. We've talked about that on here, uh, ad nauseum. Um, uh, but I, I just, I'm, like I said, I'm embarrassed to be a Browns fan because of what this guy has done uh, in his own personal space, in his own personal time. And it's and and granted, there are probably other things that have gone on that we don't hear about. But I, I can't I can't imagine that they're rising to the the level as this. You know, there have been other people who have made very poor decisions in their lives, but uh, this just seems like you know like almost a serial type thing. So. Those are my, uh, my tips for the, uh, the 2022 NFL season. Uh, remember, folks, you can find everything related to my podcast over at my website, yankonthefooty.com. Hopefully you'll uh, consider subscribing to the mailing list so when new episodes come out, they get to you uh, right away. And uh, if you want to help out the podcast, you can click on that Buy Me a Coffee button over there as well. Um, if you're interested in some gear from the podcast, you can click on the, the store page up at the top as well. That'll take you to my Redbubble store page. If you want a t-shirt or a sticker to put on the you know, back of your computer or slap it on the back window of your ute as you're, he as you're heading out and about there and you want to help to support the show. Also, if, if you really want to help the show as well and leave a review, uh, you can do that right through my website at yankonthefooty.com. If you enjoy the show, if you enjoy the banter, the discussions that go on here, it's a great help because it allows me to share my... Uh, my show with more people and it, and it gives me some street credibility if you will that 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 other folks have enjoyed the show uh and i, I don't i don't get a lot of reviews because i know not everybody who listens to podcasts writes reviews i think the last review that i received was in march of this year so it's been a few months it was a really good review mind you but it was in march uh and again like i said i hopefully you'll get signed up on the mailing list i hope you'll share the episode with your friends and family now folks please look out for one another Take care of each other. Be decent to people. You know, I'm, I'm uh, going to be doing a, uh, a special episode about the AFLW here in the coming days as well, uh, which I've been wanting to, to sit down and do. Um, I got an email from, from a, uh, a footy fan asking 
you know, some questions about the AFLW, and I and I wanted to kind of dig into to the questions that they were asking, and and uh, and kind of get into why I'm a, I'm a fan of the AFLW, and because not not everybody is, and I'm and I'm hoping that that people will consider checking it out because it's worth being checked out. Okay, so again, look out for each other. Give your friends and family a call. Make sure they're okay. Tell them you love them. And thanks so much for the, uh, the kind words and the continued support that I get from each and every one of you that do listen. And as always, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 199 of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on on Twitter or to yankonthefooty at gmail.com. You can find uh, the podcast page over on Facebook, A Yank on the Footy Podcast. You can also find A Yank on the Footy on Instagram. And you can find my website, ayankonthefooty.com. Thanks for listening. Please consider sharing the episode with your friends and family, especially if they're NFL fans. Tell me where you think I'm wrong. Which team did I have in the wrong position? Which team am I giving too much credit for? Am I being too harsh on Deshaun Watson? I'd really love to get your thoughts on that. You can leave me a note over on my website, yankonthefooty.com. You can uh, drop me little messages there, and I would love to share them. And uh, big shout-out to Scott from Indiana for reaching out uh, the other day. I appreciate that. Uh, yes, I've got the Colts there winning the, uh, the division for you there. So everybody have a great, great week. All righty. Bye-bye.